Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I am, of course, Phil Better, the podcast mogul, and you're listening to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Um, that was a, a mess up. I should have remembered that I had that start up before I started going live. But uh, today's guest is going to do a quick introduction for themselves. So, sir, please uh, introduce yourself. Well, Phil, thanks so much for inviting me to your podcast and for your listeners. Uh, my name is uh, Kevin Gazzara. Uh, I am here locally in Phoenix, Arizona beautiful Arizona. And I've spent, uh, God, 30 of my years in corporate America and the last 15 years as an entrepreneur with my own company, uh, Magna Leadership Solutions. Uh, we do management leadership consulting and coaching and facilitating, keynote speaking, all the kind of other, other stuff. But uh, one of my goals was uh, when I was, I was born and raised in Philly, and went to school there in Philadelphia, moved out to Arizona about 30 years ago. And one of my personal goals was to retire at 50 or to leave the corporate world at 50. And my hope today is I'm gonna be able to share the kind of the six steps and six items that I focused on uh, for people that want to become kind of break out of the corporate cubicle world uh, and how I did it. And hopefully it'll be useful for them uh, so that they can do the, the same as well. And uh, I was able to retire, resign the corporate world at 50. And the last 15 plus years, we've been doing the entrepreneurial thing. And it has been fantastic. I loved it. I make more money than I uh, ever did. And at the same point in time, every single day I get up, and I know it's just going to be a great day because I get to choose what I, what I work on. And I get to work with amazing clients and really help them get better. And, and that's really what it's all about. So when you were growing up in Philly and before you moved to Arizona, why did you want to be retired by 50? What was the reason? Why why 50 and not like the 65 that everybody says? Why, what was it about that 50? What was it? Uh, well, you know, I saw a lot of my uh, colleagues who were older uh, and I saw them retiring uh, or kind of leaving the world in their 60s. And what I recognized was that um, boy, if, if I could wake up every day, be able to do what I wanted to do and do it 15 years earlier, why not take that as kind of a stretch goal? You know, and I had a 10 year plan had a great mentor, had terrific coaches. Uh, I worked almost 20 years at Intel, uh, do, managing their management leadership development for the, la for the last 10 plus years. Uh, which was fantastic until it was a great place to work. Uh, what I recognized was that there are lots and lots of organizations out there that didn't have $10 million budgets like we did to train uh, their managers and leaders. And I really wanted to give back to the organizations uh, so I could help small and medium-sized companies, you know, could get $10 million value uh, management and leadership development you know, when they don't have that kind of money to spend. And, and if I can give back to an organization and, and help individuals grow and learn, uh, whether they're doing it as an entrepreneur or they're doing it as an intrapreneur within an organization, there's lots and lots of them, you know, lots of managers that really have this, the sense of entrepreneurialism. If I can help them, uh, you know, then I'm, I feel like um, 
um, put here on earth for a reason. I love that. I love how you looked at what others were doing and like, I can do it by 50 and you set up the goal to do it just to see if you can. And now you're flipped it around and now you're helping people reach their goals because you've already reached your goal. So you, you, you've won quote unquote one at <laughs> life. And now you're like, let's help other people win at their, their life. I love that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a good ride and uh, hopefully we've helped a lot of people. Um, we've worked, had a chance to work with just amazing people and amazing companies. We work with lots of large companies. You know, we work with companies like Intel and Cisco and Honeywell and so forth. Typically, we work at a department level. We don't go in and do uh, organizational, big organizational initiatives. But if you have a purchasing department that's really having a struggle uh, attracting and retaining the right people, uh, we go in and help them. And, you know, if we can cut down the the uh, the people that are leaving so they can keep the right people uh, that's a big financial advantage to them and it's you know a good reflection on us that you know you're making uh, you're really just making people happy uh, and you're also keeping them em employed and you're not having to do this constant uh, turnstile of people in and out which is incredibly expensive to organizations it's hugely expensive I don't think people realize how expensive it is to train retrain someone and then have to do it again in like five for five months because they decided that that person left oh i remember working in the corporate world and how much some of my bosses were bitching <laughs> and complaining <laughs> about it because it was like oh it's so annoying to them because uh, their budget goes off or whatever oh um let's go into the the five you said that you had six p's correct five six p's, six right? six p's yeah mm -hmm. yeah let, let's hit on the six p's let's hit the, the them in the in order of them sure um uh you just triggered a, an idea that i want to share with the the or audience here is that um a lot of people don't really understand how much it's costing them to lose people which you you had mentioned um so we actually created what we call an attrition calculator that you can go online. It's completely free to use. Um, uh, go to attritioncalculator.com uh, and you can put in like, how many people do I have in my organization? What's my turnover rate? And you know, what's an average salary? So you can do it for the organization or a particular company or a, a department, whatever you want to do it on. And it'll go through. And then I think it calculates about 25 different variables that play into that. Uh, and you can get an instant idea of what it really is costing you because most people don't think about that. When we go in and, and work our magic with either uh, consulting or uh, with uh, leadership development, um, we do use attrition calculator. What's, what's it costing you, right? Like, uh, you know, a lot of people think of, we don't really provide training. You know, training is an expense. We provide an investment. Is like, what can we do if you're not going to get a return on your investment? If I can't keep that as extra 10 design engineers or software people or uh, nurses in, in the organization, what's that going to cost you? Uh, if you're going to do development for them, you, you better get a great return on investment. And typically we can get five to 10 times return on your investment. And, and if you don't know what your cost is, there is a free tool to, to help you out. I just looked at it and played with it and that it is a it's a it's a it, it, as basic as it is it gives you everything you know and you can yeah. what's great about it is you also can customize it with your tool your logo as well that's a great tool and resource for other people to use to share share how good their biz their thing can help your retention oh i love that yeah yeah it now i think the thing it provides is it provides a better conversation 
right? Mm -hmm. Conversation, you know, it, we, the last organization we did, which is a big organization up in North Phoenix, um, when we met with the CEO and the HR director, we said, hey, you know, how much, what's it costing you for your turnover? And they had a, it was more of a, uh, you know, a kind of a call center type environment, mm -hmm. not exactly like a call higher, center. They usually have a higher turnover. Higher, higher turnover. And we said, what's it cost you? And they said, yeah, you know, we really don't know. So we said, hey, well, let's run it. It was about seven and a half million dollars of what it was costing them. Uh, with with their turnover was in the in the high 30s, which is for a call center is not bad. Mm -hmm. uh, and we said, hey, uh, you know, how about we can we may not be able to get you all of that percentage back, but we can cut it in half for sure, uh, or even get you 10%. What would it be worth? Right. And then and then we based all of our consulting work based around ROI instead of, you know, what's it cost for training? Because we really don't do training. So yeah, wow. Anyway, that. hopefully that's useful to your to the listeners. If not, it's a whole lot. It's really fun to play with. If, oh yeah, no, I'm I I I'm trying to pay more attention to you than play around <laughs> with with the tool. So I'm just going to minimize that. Get there we go. Um, yes, let's get back to the 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 six P's of what it takes to, for someone to go from not a corporate life to an entrepreneur or at least an intrapreneur. Sure. Uh, so I think, you know, and these are um, listed, not listed in any particular order. You really need to have all six of them uh, in, in order to, to be successful. So the first P is, is you need a product, right? You need something unique, some kind of unique shtick uh, that you have that other people don't have. And quite often it's a, it's a combination uh, of, of different attributes, right? So a lot of people, you know, when I interview people, whether to come into our organization or we're helping other people interview uh, to, to do hiring for them because we, we do uh, what we call benchmarking to help them hire the best and the brightest is most people will come in and tell you the same thing, right? Like uh, I got 20 years of experience and I got an education and I'm a hard worker and bing, 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 right? So everybody has the same shtick. Um, and, and what I always ask them is, is at the end is what's the next client, what's the next person going to tell me that's different than what you just told me? And usually the response is the same. Uh, gee, I don't know. They're probably going to tell me the same thing. So you, you need to understand what kind of makes you unique. And it's usually a combination of things. So if I look at myself, you know, the kind of the uniqueness of what I offer. So why would they hire me as a consultant or uh, a coach or, uh, you know, to help do leadership development. What makes me unique is, you know, I came out of the engineering world, my undergrads in engineering and business. So I did all of the product management and design stuff and, and so forth. Um, and then I moved over into, you know, doing all my master's and my doctoral work in organizational leadership. So getting someone that's technically based, that has done the work of, of the engineers and the engineering managers and is, is work focusing on leadership is a very unique combination. Uh, you usually get people that are great coaches and, and they have lots of good human resource knowledge or you get people that are really good technicians. Um, getting someone that understands both sides of the coin. You know, my wife always tells me I have a conflicted brain that <laughs> I like the technic techie stuff and I like the people stuff equally as much and I can bounce back and forth. That's a unique shtick for me. So. So my product is really kind of offering both the consulting expertise as well as the coaching knowledge. So that's the first one, right? Which is product. So figure out what, what makes you unique about you. The, the second one is 
uh, is you really need presence, you know, and presence is, uh, you know, people being able to find you, right? Social media, how do you do that? You know, whether it's Instagram, you know, we particularly live in the, uh, because of our work, we lived in, in LinkedIn, we live on YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, business page. Uh, we've got a great Twitter following, just hit about, I think, like 52,000 or so. Nice. So we got a really good following there. Um, and there's lots of tools. I mean, we use something called Meet Edgar, right? So people want to know, uh, how do you, how, it looks like you're spending all your time doing social media because we post in so many places. Uh, we usually post four to five articles a day, you know, uh, with comments uh, in all of our social media. And we use a tool called Meet Edgar. Uh, it's fantastic. We've used it for 10 years. Uh, and for 10 minutes a day, it can get me into all my social media. Um, so my first half hour of every day is spent doing research and reading articles and whatever's good, I share them. Um, and by the way, and I don't, we don't charge anything for this. We just want to help make people better. So that's the second thing is you need to get presence in kind of the social media ether World. so people can, can find you. Um, and then third item, this third P of the six P's is people. It's network. Right. It's that uh, you have to have a network if you're thinking about breaking out of the cubicle or the corporate world, uh, doing your own thing. You have to be able to have people available uh, that recognize your value, that your expertise, um, that like to work with you, <laughs> would want to work with you. Um, and we we have built a great we had a great network when we started Magna Leadership um, in 2007. And we've continued to build that. A good portion of our work comes through LinkedIn. Right now, we're just just under about twenty thousand connect people that we're connected with. I'd say probably two thirds of those are uh, C-suite executives, and and that's a really good source for us uh, to continue our work. Uh, the fourth one is the fourth P is provisions or it's cash, right? That you need to have money. You you need to be able to have. Uh, be able to have 18 to 24 months of, of kind of savings in order to invest in yourself and invest in, in the company. Most people don't think about that. I worked with, you know, one of my great mentors I worked with was a guy by the name of William Daniels of American Training and Consulting. And, and Bill said, you know, most most people that go into doing something entrepreneurial uh, end up kind of going back into the corporate world because they're not capitalized. And he said, you got to have 18 to 24 months. Uh, anything you get before that, you just have to look at it as a windfall. Um, so when I was ready to kind of pull the plug and, you know, I worked, I had a great financial advisor, same financial advisor I've had for 30 years. You know, I remember him calling me and said, hey, you know, you can pull a plug anytime you want. We're ready you know, to invest in yourself. And most people don't think about that. You know, you take a really nice, great corporate salary with benefits and 401ks and everything else. Uh, and then everything goes to zero, right? So you have to have a plan in place to be able to invest in that. A lot of people don't think of, think about that. Um, so, um, and I remember when we started the company, I remember at that, we had that 18 month call you know, and we hadn't, we hadn't gotten our, you know, we had gotten a bunch of little orders, but we hadn't gotten that one big one. And I just remember the other, my other two partners saying, Hey, have we made a mistake here. 
It's like, no, Bill says 18 to 24, something's going to hit. Sure enough, about, um, about just about 30 days later, we got our first PO for about 300 K. Um, but it had taken us, you know, that a full year to work that, uh, in order to be able to get there. And we use the rule called the 10, 10, 10 X rule. You have to have 10 great clients in the, in the pipeline at all times so that you can figure one's going to hit. And we were fortunate enough that we were more like a 20 or 30% hit rather than a 10% hit. So make sure you do that. Um, so, uh, in interest of time, let's get, give you the last two. Right, so the last two is you need a publication. You need a hard copy book, hard copy book, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to de- to demonstrate and that you have expertise in the area that you're going to do. And, and we the process this, of writing mine. Yeah. Yeah. You have, uh, we wrote a book, we called it um, the leader of Oz uh, revealing 101 secrets of marvelous leadership for the 21st century. Uh, my original partner, Dr. Ali Lakani, and I started writing a kind of outlining a, a book that we wanted to do from an academic perspective because we both have our, our doctorates in organizational leadership. And it was just so freaking boring that we didn't even want to read it. So, <laughs> so we, were, we were traveling back and forth to San Francisco uh, for a conference because he lives in Sacramento. And you know, when you're starting a company, you've got a lot, you know, with a lot of extra money. So we're commuting in every day to the conference we were speaking at. Um, and we found out for, if you're in the car for two and a half hours each way, uh, you find out a lot about each other. And one of the things we found out was like our one of our favorite movies and books was The Wizard of Oz. And I said, hey, this is great. Let's just write a fun book. Let's call it The Leader of Oz. Uh, and then we can we can get it out. We can put all the heavy duty academic pieces in there, but let's do it in a, in a story kind of format. Uh, so we got home, we went, we logged into uh, the Library of Congress and we figured, ah, a hundred people must have done this. No one had ever done it. So we nabbed the name and uh, six months later, we had the, the book all written, had a great editor and uh, we self-published it. So uh, it's great. So the key is, is you, as Bill Daniels had told me, you need a hard copy book. Key is, is just handing that book to a CEO uh, says, uh, says I'm legit, right? And w- probably 10% of them read it. Uh, it's a great book, by the way. In fact, we just, we released it a, just about a year ago uh, on Audible. So if you don't want to read it, it's about a little over a three hour listen. Um, uh, it, it'll give you kind of tips if you're starting a company or you're trying to manage a team or whatever, I'll give you the really well academically grounded tips uh, for, um, you know, for you to kind of start up. And then the last thing is, you know, the sixth P is persistence. That's the determination to kind of continue through the, the difficulty. A lot of people kind of give up. And I guess one of the tips I would, I would tell anyone listening is, is you really, really have to have a coach whether it's an internal person, whether it's a partner, whatever, you have to have somebody to, to kind of hold you accountable. Um, and really, if you think about it, really accelerate your success as quickly as possible. They're holding you accountable for your, your deliverables, for your goals, keeping you focused, taking you through the hard times, celebrating on the, on the good times. But if you think about it, a lot of people say, well, gee, you know, we're just starting up a company. I don't have money to pay for this is just ask yourself, just like with attrition calculator, uh, what would happen if I just brought business in one month earlier? 
right? Because you're probably doing a, I don't know, whatever your your burn rate is. And, and most people don't think about this. In the corporate world, I was getting paid, let's call it 10,000 a month, right? So um, getting paid 10,000 a month. If I'm not working in the corporate world, uh, I'm not getting that 10,000. So there's a there's an opportunity cost there uh, for you. So if you could get a coach or, um, or somebody kind of hold you an accountability partner, we call them capability partners, to hold you accountable, and you can bring in that order um, one month early, right? Uh, so that you can get that 10,000 happening that month instead of, of waiting another month. That's a $10,000 right to your extra to your to your bottom line. So so when you if you think you can't afford getting somebody to provide you that coaching and, and consulting work to accelerate your success, um, I, I would say rethink that of, of what it's costing you and what what value that is to you. So those are my six, my six piece. I love it. Cause each one, like I'm listening to each one. I'm like, okay, yep. Okay. I have that. I have that. Just get, making sure myself, you know, like, do I fit the role of an entrepreneur? And thankfully I do. I do have all those. I'm working on my book. So I'm, I'm missing one out of the, the, the six piece, but I'm working on it. So I'm, I think I'm okay in that regard. Um, Kevin, I, I want to know in your I see you, guys, you with over 75 years combined, you, you and your partners in this business. Um, but I want to know specifically for you, over your years of working, either in the corporate world, helping um, new leaders grow inside their organization that you worked for, or your last the last 15 years um, helping create new entrepreneurs and le- new thought leaders in that, is there a moment that just stands out as to, yeah, this is, this was why I did what I did either when you were in the corporate world or the last 15, like this is why I made the change in to becoming this entrepreneur, helping others. Boy, I, I, I can't feel, I can't think of a specific moment, but I can give you a, a list of moments that happen on a regular basis that I think could just repeat it, repeat themselves that, you know, um, so in, in addition to uh, kind of doing the corporate development and help and coaching, whether it's in a, in a workshop or one-on-one um, you know, I've had the, the privilege to be a professor at six universities, right? So I've had a lot of chance to help different uh, undergrads, grads, a good portion of the students I've I've worked with have been doctoral students. Helped them writing their dissertations and getting published and 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 so forth. So um, so between the two, you know, I love to be able to kind of meld the academic work with the the practical work. But I would say on a regular basis, um, I get calls from people that I've worked with, whether it was back at Intel or whether it's people in from Magna Leadership or people that I've had. As executives that um, that I've coached, um, I, I get calls or emails on a regular basis. In fact, I had one uh, with one of my old uh, managers from Intel that called me completely out of the blue. hadn't talked to him in about twelve years, and he said, "I just wanted to call you." Um, obviously, follows me a lot. We stay present, right? Because he follows me a lot on on social media, and he and he says, "I just wanted to call you and tell you thank you. You said something to me." you know, 20 years ago, uh, that has stuck with me and it, and it's, and he's escalated to a very senior VP now in Tektronix. Um, and he said, 
he said, you said something to me that made a difference. And he says, I don't know if you recognize this, but it changed my life. And I, I get those calls or emails on a regular basis. And I think those are the things. And, and what Jeff said to me was, um, he said, we sat down when I first started managing as an organization. And you said to me, you uh, he said, Jeff, your legacy or how you are viewed as a manager and leader is going to come at the first time of crisis and how you present yourself in the time of crisis will define your leadership, how you're viewed as a leadership, not only now, but for the, for the future. Um, and he, he said, every job I've had since I, he, he had left Intel and taken some other positions, he said, every job I've had, I continue to look for the, look at those opportunities. And when that crisis happens, he says, I remember those words of sitting across the table from you in the cafeteria. And he says, I don't know if you know how valuable that was, or if you even remember saying that to me. Um, but he said, it's just been life changing for me. And, and I get those on a regular basis. And to me, that's, you know, beyond the money or anything else. That's the thing that really makes a difference to me. That's my, my success metric. That, first of all, those those are the hearing those like you've helped change my life you made my life better it, it gives you the reason like for me anyways like when i help a podcaster hit monetize their show or grow to a level they didn't think possible and they thank me for it it makes it, it feels good i'm like okay yeah okay good i'm doing i'm doing good you know i'm helping someone which i think mm -hmm. everybody has that they want to help someone somehow and then also so like getting those feelings and getting those feedbacks like you said but that piece of advice you laid down not only changed his life it's changing my life <laughs> like now just realizing how it's true like how you show up during a crisis is how people are going to look at you going forward not just in business but in life yeah it's and i think you know obviously your podcast on investing in yourself is really understanding yourself it's it's really kind of building your emotional intelligence and positive intelligence, as well as the wealth of knowledge so that you can bring it, bring it to the others. That's one of the reasons I actually went back and did my doctorate when I was 44 was because what I recognized is I was teaching at a university with at a master's level. Um, and many of my friends who had their PhDs were, um, were just, I think giving had so much more knowledge to give to the students. I thought, man, I am just, I am shafting these students. They're just getting getting me. They're getting lots of good experience, but they're not getting that additional level. And I thought that's that's really not fair to them. So I need to go back and and uh, and fortunately, Intel was one of those fantastic. It's a learning company, a learning organization, uh, and they said, "Hey, yeah, if you want to go back and do your doctorate, we'll, we'll fund it and and so forth." And yeah, yeah, because so the return I, of investment for them is tenfold. Because the smarter you are, the better they look, and the more money they'll end up making. It's a it's a genius yeah. way of doing it. Yeah, it's it's a good reinforcing cycle there for sure. Yeah, um, Kevin, we are coming to near the end of the episode, which I hate because I'm having a great time talking <laughs> with you. Uh, but we do need to get that spark question to spark the conversation. So okay. as my audience knows, Spark is a game, a card game by Seek Discomfort. They're an amazing organization. You should check them out. Um, they do great work. Their main channel is Yes Theory. Um, but the Spark question is, if you could rel relive a day from your past without changing anything, which day would it be? I would relive the 29th of July, 1993. Uh, 
And the reason was, is that was the inflection point for my life. And I was at, a, uh, when I became a manager at Intel, they sent me to managing through people program. It's a five day offsite. Uh, and on the 29th of July, 1993, um, Bill Daniels, William Daniels, who ultimately became, became a coach and a mentor for me, uh, did a simulation uh, of how you how you should learn through um, by making things fun and engaging, and it was at that point in time where I, I where I say because up to that point I had the typical corporate you know you you mm -hmm. go from individual contributor to supervisor to manager to you know to uh, middle manager to senior senior so I had all of this kind of laid out you know which they teach you in school, uh, and what I recognize is. Hey, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be able to go help people have that light come on. And that's the that's the day the light came on for me. And that was the day in 93 where I said, hey, I've got to get this 15 year plan in place so that I can uh, I can punch out it at uh, at 50. At 50. Such a great day that that is. Oh, I'm waiting for that that to happen for me. Um, Kevin, I'm going to jump off the screen here. I'm going to let you tell my audience where they can follow you, where they can support you, how they can be, uh, how they can uh, start learning about the, the six P's and to start taking action. So the floor, sir, is yours. Okay. Uh, so I think the first thing I would say to anyone is there's whatever social media outlet you use, uh, please follow me on Twitter. It's uh, Dr. Kevin, D-O-C-T-O-R-K-E-V-I-N. Um, you can follow me there and get, get lots of good management, leadership, personal development uh, information. Uh, or on LinkedIn, you can follow me at uh, Kevin uh, Gazzara at, on LinkedIn. Or we also have a, a business page at Magna Leadership. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube, Magna Leadership as well. Um, uh, and I think that's, uh, that'll, those are YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, and, and so forth. You can follow me there. Or you can write to me directly. You know, my web page is uh, magnaleadership.com. And then I also, if you're more interested in doing the personal development, kind of the understanding of who you are and building your mental fitness, you can go to pqtrainingandcoaching.com. And uh, that's a separate page we do for, uh, for doing coaching for um, positive intelligence. So uh, any one of those ways, or just send me an email, you know, kevin at magnaleadership.com. Uh, and and uh, my promise is I respond 100%. It'll come from me. It won't come from any of the, the people in the organization. It'll come directly uh, from me. Awesome. Uh, Kevin, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. It was a pleasure talking with you and learning more about I the four P uh, the six P's and making sure that I have the six P's, <laughs> but also how you helped change people's life, even though it was 20 years ago. You've been uh, changing lives ever since. So I thank, can't thank you enough for that. Thanks for the opportunity, Phil. I hope I hope people take action. That's the key is take action on, on what you have. Uh, and if you're struggling, uh, go find a partner, go find a coach, go find someone uh, that you that you can work with to, to hold you accountable. I love it. To my audience, make sure you check out the show notes down below. All the links that Kevin was talking about will be there. Go support him, follow him, because I guarantee one of you guys will mm -hmm. get inspired to change. And as always, remember to invest in yourself.